It's our favorite time of the week as Raider great and radio analyst Lincoln Kennedy joins us on Unnecessary Roughness. And Lincoln Kennedy joins us now on the phone lines as we kick off hour number three of the show here on Raider Nation Radio 920. And Lincoln, we definitely appreciate you. Hopefully you had a happy New Year's. I know the Raiders lost on Sunday at Allegiant Stadium, which actually was January 1. Before we get into the game, uh, as a former player, as a guy who's done it on the highest level and you played football for many, many years, uh, when you saw what happened on Monday Night Football with DeMar Hamlin, what was going through your mind? Oh, well... First and foremost, happy happy New Year, Raider Nation! Everybody's listening. This is a very this is a very loaded question um, and statement. Um, guys, I, I'm <laughs> trying to keep my composure so I can remain here for the entire interview. Um, I play football my whole life. My kids play football. I think American football is one of the greatest games and one of the greatest sports ever created. My heart, my heart goes out to the entire animal family, the entire football world. I'm trying to keep it a couple. I'm already crying. Damn. Um, That's okay. Emotions are okay. I was the same way earlier today, um, Lincoln. I was, I was boohooing like a baby. I promise you. I'm trying to keep it together, guys. Uh, look, here's the thing. My heart goes out to the Hamlet family. My heart goes out to the entire football world. Yeah. Um, I just, I'll, I'll, I'll keep it simple. My, I just, I support everything that's going on, and I hope the best. Let's, let's, let's keep it simple like that. Yeah. No, that's that's all you can do, Lincoln. Again, and, and like I mentioned, man, I was I was asked a question like that, and all I could think of was my kids, and I could think of, you know, what I mean, I just, it's it's tough, man. It's tough, and you know, I I know how you felt just trying to get your kids back from, you know, during the 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 airline issues and everything, trying to get your babies home, you know, <laughs> that's. Yeah, I mean, man, we we as parents, man, it's tough, and so I totally understand. And and your emotions don't don't be ashamed of that. Like I said, I was I've been boohooing like a baby uh, all, all all day, and it's it's sometimes I don't even know why, but it just it just it just comes out. So uh, believe me, I'm right there with you. Again, we're we're talking with Lincoln Kennedy here on Raider Nation Radio. 920 and again like I told everyone it's hard to transition to football but I mean that's what we're here for we do it you know um what what did you see from Jared Stidham on Sunday what did you think of the the first start career start for Stidham I will say this I was I was completely blown off and surprised and impressed with the effort that collectively mm-hmm. the organization showed this past Sunday against the 49ers uh, and, 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 and Q, DeMar, and, and Raider Nation, look, here's the thing. I, I love this organization. I support it thoroughly. I will always be generally honest when it comes to everything that goes on with this organization. Totally honest. Mm-hmm. My, my point of view my, and, and, and my thoughts that goes on with this organization. That's the appreciation that I've shown throughout my career as a broadcaster, as an announcer, as a commentator, everything else, it has been Raider, Raider football. Very, very impressed with the pride that this organization showed this past Sunday. 
I agree. Extremely impressed. Yeah. Extremely impressed because I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know what was coming. Right. I yep. didn't, I didn't see it at first, but impressed thoroughly with the effort shown. And you know what? Here's the thing: when you look at it collectively, you know, I was floored on the broadcast. I told my partner, <laughs> Jason Horowitz, I told him, I, was like, Dude, "I, I am impressed. I'm floored. I have no words." to describe the performance that I, that I saw, you know, you gave your best effort and that's all that I wanted. Mm-hmm. I wanted them to show pride and this organization went out there and played with pride. Thank you. Yeah, no, they did. And I, I said the same thing and I went into the game feeling the same way. I didn't know what to expect. I knew Jared Stidham could play. I seen him in high school. I seen him in college. I just didn't know what he was going to do on this level against that defense. But you're right. It wasn't just Stidham. It was the whole team that gave maximum effort. Yeah. And Colton Miller was very emotional and upset in the locker room following the game as he allowed Nick Bosa to hit Stidham in overtime that led to that, that last touchdown. That let me right, know that right. he had everyone in that locker room. They all had his back. I talked to you know the people within the organization before the game, and I, I heard collectively the players are all in, and, and it's what I expected here in Demont. You know, to be honest with you, I've always thought that coaches coach, players play, mm-hmm. and when it comes to it, the players just want to win. Right? They don't give a damn who's at the helm. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. They, don't, they don't care who's controlling it. They just want to win, and that's how I played when I was a player. And and so I believed it when I heard it. I just didn't expect the effort that I saw. Right, absolutely. Lincoln Kennedy is our guest here on Radio Nation Radio 920. And let's say roughness. DeMond's got one for you. After the game, I was on the 49ers side of things, and Nick Bosa spoke with some honesty after the game where he said that he underestimated Jared Stidham, and he won't do that again in the NFL because the NFL will humble you every time. Did you get that sense as well from watching the 49ers that they didn't expect Jared Stidham to be that good? I told my son, Zach Banner, when he first started, when he came in the league, I said there are three rules that you need to live by. One, the first one, never underestimate your opponent. The second one was always give your best effort. And the third one was never let the defense see you tired. Now, I say that because these are rules, guys, DeMond, Q, Raider Nation, these are rules that I play by. Right. These are what I did. You see, I never, ever, ever underestimated my opponent. I don't care what college you went to. I don't care how many bowl games you played, and I don't care what you established. The fact that I was playing against you in the National Football League meant you did something well enough to get there. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So the thing is, is I, and I say that, this, this is the thing. When, when you think collectively, you never underestimate your opponent. You can think, you can, you can imagine uh, uh, what guy, you know, uh, when he got drafted, um, or where he came from, what was the family. That all goes to the side. That all goes to waste. They're playing the National Football League. They did something right. Yeah, you're right about you know that. Oh, yeah, of course. Because you got to get there. And another- <laughs> so, so, so my point is, in, in saying that, is that you, if you ever, ever, ever underestimate your opponent, you're going to be taking advantage of it. And, and the thing for Colton Miller, on the, the, here's the thing. You know, I feel for Colton, he, he's always been a solid player since he's been in the radio locker room. That last play is what you are notorious for right. because that last play, you got bull rushed into Jared Stidham's, you know, lap, 
He threw an interception. It ended the game. That's why he's so emotional. You mentioned, you know I mean? and he's going up, he's going up against an All Pro, possibly Defensive Player of the Year. And 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 this is what this is what I will say as an offensive one. And my heart goes out to Colton Miller. Trust me when I say we can play 65, 70 plays a game. Yep. A defensive end makes a play, one play. Yep. One play out of seventy plays. He's like, oh my gosh. Oh, Nick Bosa. <laughs> You're jocking him. Yep. That's exactly <laughs> what Colton Miller said in the locker room. That's exactly what he said. It's one play. You're, you're jocking for one play. Right. And, and, and yep. as an offensive lineman, I will tell you this. I could not stand the fact that when I made a statement that, you know what, for a while, Michael Strahan, great player. Um, 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 good player. I would say good. Hall of Famer, in my opinion? No. But, but John Runyon made him a Hall of Famer because he could not stop him two times a year his entire career. <laughs> I know that's right. Again, that's what that's what uh, Colton Dude, was alluding to, Jeremy, my man. Come on, man. You know me. I know. You know, me. you know I keep it real, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's why we appreciate you. Know you know I keep it real. <laughs> you know I keep it real. Yes, sir. You know, Michael Strahan, good player. The Hall of Famer. <laughs> I played against Reggie White. I played against Kevin Green. I played against, you know, I, I played against all the great ones. You know, until Trey Hanson, Hall of Famer. You know, somebody Warren Sapp's Hall of Famer. <laughs> no, <laughs> the player, yes, right. Players made them great. It's all good. There you go. There you go. Lincoln Kennedy always keeping it real, keeping it 100% honest. I love it. I love every minute of it. So uh, I know one thing that had to bother you was all the red that was in Allegiant Stadium on Sunday. Yeah. You know what? Here's the thing. I will say this. You know, Raider Nation, be prideful. You know, for the first time collectively in this organization's history, we truly have a space to call our home. Mm-hmm. A Felicia Stadium. We didn't have it in Oakland. We shared it with the A's. We didn't have it in LA. We shared it with USC. Mm-hmm. We have our space. When you walk through Allegiant Stadium, it is glorified by everything and consistently that should be the Raiders, the silver and black. Mm-hmm. Don't feel bad because of if you want to see it. Be thankful. Appreciate them. Thank you for coming. <laughs> Thank you for staying. Thank you for spending your money. Right. Appreciate it. Now go home. This is our home. Allegiant Stadium is our home. That's the Raider Nation. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You can invite people in your house. You kick their asses out after doing. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> I do. <laughs> I do. I do. You know what I mean? You know yeah. what I mean? Thank you you can come over, but you got to go home. <laughs> Thank you for spending the night. Yeah, exactly. You ain't got to go home, but you got to get out of here. Now, see, that's the thing. See, that's the thing that I appreciate the most about Allegiant Stadium. And that's why I'm so prideful. I don't give a care how many colors fly inside when they come on game day. I don't I don't care. Because <laughs> this is our home. You see, I can walk down the to to the to the Twitch area and see my jersey flying. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's right. <laughs> see, see yeah, I, I see places where my helmet was flying high. When I was holding it up, I'm prideful. I am very prideful to be a member of the Raider Nation. 
I am very prideful to be a, a raider and hold my helmet up high. That will never change. I will always support and swear by my colors inside that stadium. So it's not like Candlestick. It's not like, you know, whatever they call in San Francisco, Santa Clara State, whatever, 49ers, whatever. So far, it's not. It's Allegiant Stadium. It's Raider Nation. It's the Raiders field. Thank you for coming. Hope you had a great time. Thank you for spending your money. Now go home. (laughs) It's, It's that simple. It is that simple. I like it. I like it. That's a great mic drop moment, Lincoln. We definitely uh, appreciate you, my man, on this uh, on this Tuesday. I know we didn't get to do the Raiders roundtable today, but uh, we got to catch up on Thursday and talk about this season finale with the Chiefs uh, coming up on Saturday. Hey guys, at hey guys, hey, appreciate. It. Look, 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 let's keep it real for one last second. I appreciate you. I appreciate Demar. I appreciate the Raider Nation. You guys know how much I appreciate this organization. I appreciate the sport of football. I appreciate the game. I've got kids that play it. I want everyone within that, that, that can hear my voice to understand this, that football is one of the greatest games that has ever been created. I would not be the person I am without it. But at the same point, I want everyone to know it's just a game. Mm-hmm. Life happens before and after. Appreciate it, support it, love it in any way that you can. I cannot generate this for anyone else. It's special to everyone who can appreciate it in their own way. And for that most, I will say that I will always be there. I will always be honest. I will always always be genuine. And I will always be truthful. Just as with you, the reservation, as I am with my kids. It is what it is. Life happens. Football happens. Regulation. One love. One people. So. Boom. There it is. Thank you, Lincoln. There he goes. Lincoln Kennedy. Fantastic stuff. That was a great, and I mean great, mic drop moment from Lincoln. Fantastic stuff. We definitely appreciate him. You want to talk about a dude who's going to keep it real all the time, that's Lincoln Kennedy. He's going to keep it real all the time. Hopefully you appreciated that interview, Raider Nation. Uh, that That might be one that we have to run back at some point, but um, love, love the rawness, love the realness. It doesn't always have to sound pretty, sound fantastic. But what you heard from Lincoln at the beginning of that interview when we were talking about Tamar Hamlin, that was raw emotion. And like I told him, that's all right to be emotional. There's nothing wrong with that. I, I've, I've been a mess for, you know, uh, just about 24 hours now. Barely slept last night. All I kept doing was rolling over thinking about what was going on, wondering if we were going to get some more updates. You know, I'm I'm one of those guys that spends way too much time on Twitter, but I actually felt like I needed to be on Twitter to see if there's any more updates. Kept re- I was at dinner last night, Demon, and all I kept doing was just checking Twitter, checking Twitter. I wasn't even enjoying dinner because I just kept checking for for updates, updates, update. What's going on now? What's going on? Has anyone heard anything? It's just it's just what we do, man. And like he said, it is a game. It is a game. It is a game. Life really happens, and what we saw on Monday Night Football. That was life, and that is tough. Get ready to take a break. Damon, did you have something that you wanted to add real quick? 
Oh, no, you mentioned Lincoln getting emotional and yourself getting emotional. For for me, the first time I got teary-eyed today is when Lincoln was speaking right there. Yeah. And when he mentioned his son, Zach, that he plays in the NFL. And at any moment, Lincoln could have been that parent yeah. that, you, that you just put into perspective that, you know, when it hits closer to you, that was the first time where today, during, while Lincoln was talking, I was getting teary-eyed just hearing him speak about it. I mean, real powerful stuff from Lincoln. Yeah, it really was. And that's that's what happens a lot of times. And just like earlier today, I read the text about the – uh, open heart surgery and you know grabbing grabbing their kids and, and hugging them tight and sir whiskey ray talking about you know hugging his kid tight or whatever and everyone who did that last night i mean that's that's all that goes racing through my head as well right it's just is is the others is your loved ones the ones that that are are concerned about you the ones that you know would be a wreck if you weren't around i mean it's just it's you know it's just tough man or 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 if your kids weren't around right i mean gosh i mean that's that's one of those things that uh, I can speak on from experience that I don't want to because, again, we'll get back into water flows and, and, and waterfalls as far as emotions, and I don't want to go there, but it's just it's it's not easy at all. So I definitely appreciate Lincoln and appreciate everything that he had to say. Uh, I thought that, that was some really good stuff. If you missed it, you can check it out on our podcast form a little bit later on this afternoon, lvsportsnetwork.com. And, of course, you can check out the Unnecessary Roughness podcast. That'll be up in its entirety uh, right after the show gets wrapped up. 417 is the time. We'll come back, hear from Deron Harmon. He was one-on-one with Vinny Bonsignor in the Raiders locker room. And we'll get a couple of your calls and texts in if you want to chime in. 702-365-9200 and the don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword r This is Red Nation Radio 920. It's Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. Got a tweet from Guy said, always on point with perspective on what's really important, living, relationships, family. We need to enjoy and strive for goodness every day for there are no guarantees for tomorrow. Love what you do. That's Guy on Twitter. Thank you so much for that tweet. I appreciate you. And that's kind of been the theme of, uh, you know, of today's show and, uh, of course, we're here to talk about Raiders football, but as I mentioned on my podcast, it is January 3rd. We have all year long in 2023 to talk about Raider football every single day. And of course, we're going to dip in and dip out, but I mean, there's bigger and, and, and more powerful things going on right now that I believe we need to talk about. Bill just tweeted at me, Big Lincoln got me fired up, Raiders. Hell yeah, now get out of our stadium, Bia Bia. <laughs> That's from my man, Bill. Um, let's see... Anyway, uh, that's yeah, that's the only tweets that I got. I got a couple other ones, but not necessary for the show. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, thank you so much, Bill. I definitely appreciate you. 702-365-9200. We got Deron Harmon and Vinny one-on-one coming up next. But let's talk to Raider Earn. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Uh, hey, what up, Q? Can you hear me? Yep. Hey, man. Um, I'm just going by Earn. I dropped the Raider. Uh, oh, okay. My bad. I, yeah. I, I'm feeling, you know, I feel for the young man. I'm praying for him. I, I I teach kids, and I think it's so sad to see that. What happened, it was shocking. Um, you know, big shout-out. But, you know, I, I also understand that this is a violent sport, and that's part of the game. So, hopefully he's going to be okay. And I know it's kind of a weird thing that happened to him. It's just shocking to see on TV. So, again, thoughts and prayers for him and his family. I want to just comment on what Lincoln said about uh, the stadium. And, you know, I live here in L.A., and, you know, the Chargers and the Rams, it's a big embarrassment when everybody takes over. And I know Lincoln said, well, take, we can take your money and leave, but home field is home field. And, and honestly, like, I don't, I don't think we have that at this point. And honestly, I think it, it starts from decisions that the owner's making. You know, the, the, the Raider Nation right now, 
they're looking at Mark Davis for all the classless moves he's made, starting with Carr, then to Mac. You know, not defending Gruden, which again he did some terrible things. But I mean, the list goes on and on. Making Jack Del Rio quit on on camera, you know, just just disgusting, man. I, I feel so bad for the for the fans, and I'm here in L.A. And honestly, like I'm never going to root for another team, but I don't know, man. I just feel so disappointed with Mark Davis. I'm sorry. I know you guys, you don't ever want to badmouth anybody personally, but I'll let you comment on this. I'm sorry, but I think that the Raiders have become just. I almost just I can't really put my money with them anymore. I mean, I could always root for them, but I'm not putting my money. So thanks okay. for the call. Thanks for the time, and I'd right. uh, love to hear your comments on that. Yeah, no, no problem. Um, I, I don't think that anything has been done classless. I think there's a lot that goes into uh, everything, business side of things that we are not privy to, uh, including myself, including JT, including the morning show, including any of us, right? So I don't, I don't get in the business of talking about uh, what these guys have done and what, what position they put themselves in. I don't want to act like the end-all, be-all. And I just wanted to hear where you were coming from. I, I, I figured it was going to be a bad mouth situation on the owner, and I think that the owner has done everything he can to try to put the team in position to win by hiring coaches that he believes can get them where he needs to go, um, uh, allowed them to do whatever they needed to do on the football side of things to make it happen. Uh, he's let it be known what he's very good at, and what he's not very good at and who he's leaned on for that. And so if certain guys haven't got the team where they need to go, I think that that's on the guys that haven't got the team that he put in position. You know, just like we're been put in position, myself and DeMond, to do a three-hour show, and we're supposed to be uh, doing our job and entertaining. And if we're not doing our job, that's not on the owner of the radio station. That's on us. And so we need to be on point doing what we do, and we try to do that each and every day. Go ahead, DeMond. I know he didn't ask for my opinion on the matter, but I no, want to give it anyways. Yeah, absolutely. For the people, like, the team going into sun, into Sunday was 6-9. and nine. And I've talked to Raider fans and people say, hey, you know, I'm just going to sell my tickets, you know, because it, it's a it's a pretty penny to make. Yeah. So who are you to question any season ticket holder for what they want to do with their investment with their season tickets? Right. I mean, that's, and also, that's true. when people say that, hey, I'm not going to spend another dime to those people, the machine's turning. It's, I know I, that you want to make true. your stance and that is great for you personally. Great for you. But the machine's going to keep turning. Raider Nation, they're still going to support the team. So thank you for taking your stance. The movie's still going to show. Exactly. I say it all the time. I say it all the time. It's one of those things where I don't mean to slight anyone. But when anyone in any, you know, when people want to boycott Nike or, hey, man, you already bought shoes. So you're burning them. Right. Nike still, they they got the profit. Right. I don't know. It's just when people want to make their stance up. Oh, you'll never get a dime from me again. Okay, well, that frees up for the next fan. (laughs) Right, exactly. There's a line of people, and that's not, you know, trying to slight any any comment that you might have made or anything. It was just one of those scenarios. You know, I I say this all the time, and I mean it wholeheartedly, and I don't mean it to be a smartass. If you go to a movie theater and nobody has bought a ticket but you, you walk in, guess what? That movie is still playing, right? So if you decide that you're not going to spend another dime with the team, guess what? The, The game will go on. The show will go on with or without you. You know, and it's not it's not a slight to you. It's just reality. It's like the show will go on here without me. Show will go on without De- uh, Demar. I don't know how many times I'm going to call you Demar. I've said Demar so many times. I didn't call you De- Demar. Like you ain't you ain't the the homeboy, man. I don't know what's wrong with me. Tim in Texas, you're up next. What's on your mind, Tim? Welcome to the show. Hello, how you guys doing? Uh, we're blessed, I'd Tim. I'd like to send prayers out to the the young man from Buffalo. Yes, and his family. Um, you know. Uh, I hope I hope he gets better. I hope he gets better, and um, and and um, and everything. And I know this game can be dangerous. I love this game myself. I used to play it. I didn't get too far either. I played at 
uh, at Tyler Junior College in oh. Tyler, Texas, as yeah. far as I got. There you go. East but, Texas, uh, baby. East Texas. <laughs> <laughs> but um, um, uh, as far as uh, the, the, the car situation, I mean, I understand the frustration and all that kind of stuff. And uh, and I mean, I, as a fan, I'm I'm frustrated. Also, you know, you 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 uh, get ready for a season every year, and, and you know, you get disappointed or whatever, and all this kind of stuff. But and I understand that. But the thing about it is, I mean, the, the man been there for nine years. He he is not a bad quarterback. He's a good quarterback. Um, in certain situations, I mean, I just feel that he could do a lot better. But he is a good quarterback and everything like that. And I understand, you know, his brother and all that kind of stuff. But it's not it's not Mark Davis's fault. Now, um, I mean, the man, just like just like DeMond said, I'm, the man, uh, you know, he, he hired people to do that. He said because he can't do it. So you can't really uh, – he's had that man's back. When he, when he hired uh, coaches in the past, he had Derek Carr in mind when he hired the coaches that he hired. You know, so he, so he has supported him. And I understand the frustration and all that kind of stuff. And um, uh, I'm going to be a Raiders fan. Uh, I don't care what the record is. I'm a Raiders fan. For, for many reasons, and one of the main reasons is because of Al Davis and the, what he stood for and everything like that. So it doesn't matter to me. I, I wish and I hope we can can win and, 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 they, and they stabilize us and take us afar. But no matter what, I'm not going to be a fan of nobody else but the Raiders. There you go, Tim. Great call, my man. I do appreciate you. It's Tim in Texas. And, yeah, that's the thing. And that's what I was saying as well. And I'm glad you reiterated it because some will say, oh, well, Q, you're just saying that. Okay, well, <laughs> I'm glad that Tim in Texas, uh, you know, had the same thing about, hey, Mark Davis is putting the people he believes can make things happen for this organization in the right place. And there's nothing more he wants than to win. Just like he put his money where his mouth was when it came to the Aces and Becky Hammond and bringing her in as a coach, won a championship immediately. He wants nothing more than to be a winner and have his football team win a championship as well. If you don't believe that, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. But I, I promise you, without talking to Mark Davis, I know that that is what he cares about. And he cares about Raider Nation to the point where, you know, there's times he listens to this radio station all the time. And here's, you know, here's, here's the comments and here's the feelings and here's the frustrations of Raider Nation. He, he knows. He's paying attention. So, uh, believe me, he's, he's, he, he's locked in. I uh, got a tweet from Eric. He said, Q, great show today. I appreciate you having Lincoln on, talking about his son in the NFL. Shocking to everyone what we saw because there was absolutely nothing we could do at the time to make it better. Nobody was prepared to experience that. Again, that's from Eric on Twitter, and I do uh, agree with that. No doubt about it. Um, a text from the 707 on our don'tbebroke.com text line. Hey, Q, Lincoln is the best guest, most informative, and I could listen to him um, by the hour. Loved how he just flipped the script on taking over the stadium in the red this past weekend. However, that said, there's one thing I don't quite agree is that the opposing fans take over. Yes, they're going to see our incredible house, but they completely eliminate our home field advantage, and also it takes consistent winning to prevent that. That is the definition of fair-weather fans, not used to that from this team. Lastly, the most important issue is the events last night. Please please repeat the donation links. Uh, I missed it. Thank you. That was from the 707. And, yeah, I tweeted it out, at your boy Q254, at R&R, 920 AM. Uh, GoFundMe. And it's – let me see what it's actually called. Um, hold on. I'm sorry. I'm doing this on the fly. Uh Demond, way to have my back on this one. <laughs> You're like, I'm gonna let you let that one hang out and dry right there, Q. It's the Chasing M's Foundation. Yeah, there it is, the Chasing M's Foundation Community Toy Drive. Uh, thank you, Demond. <laughs> I appreciate you. But yeah, I did tweet it out there. GoFundMe.com. 
the Chasing M's Foundation Community Toy Drive. Coming up next, speaking of community, Coach William Brownwell, Mater Academy East. He's the Tom Flores High School Football Coach of the Week Award recipient, Girls Flag Football. You'll hear that conversation next, and then we'll get ready to close out the show. It's Radio Nation Radio 920. It's time for Q's weekly interview with the Tom Flores High School Coach of the Week here on Raider Nation Radio 920. And joining us now on the phone line is Mater Academy East Head Coach William Brownwell, recipient of this week's Tom Flores High School Football Coach of the Week Award. And Coach, congratulations on the award. This is for girls flag football, and this has got to be special for you since this is the first year of the flag football program there at Academy East. I mean, what has it been like launching the sport for the first time there? Sure. Um, well, first off, thank you um, for the recognition. Um, yeah, and as you mentioned, with being a first-year program, um, certainly had a few challenges, just getting girls interested, making sure girls even knew that it was something we were going to offer. Um, but once we've gotten ourselves organized, you know, the girls have really come a long way, and it's been a lot of fun taking a group kind of from, from ground zero and, and turning it into something. What does – Go, what goes into that? You know, I mean, like you said, ground zero. It's not like you guys just woke up and said, hey, we're going to do flag football, girls flag football this year. I mean, there's a lot of work that goes into that. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, we, I was walking around the first two, three weeks of school with a whiteboard um, that just said, hey, girls flag football, you should come to the meeting. Girls flag football, come to the meeting, <laughs> just throwing it in people's face, just get some idea of, like, who might be interested, um, you know, telling girls, hey – you never played a sport before. What better one to start than this? Because none of us have played before. We're all in it together, um, you know, learning what it's all about. So um, between fundraising and recruiting and finding coaches and, you know, really not knowing what to expect until the first game, um, there's certainly some uh, challenges, I guess, or hurdles to overcome. But um, the girls have responded really well. I got a good group of coaches that have been very um, cohesive and really pushed the girls, you know, in the appropriate way to uh, get to the point where we're now winning some games, which is nice. Yeah. Absolutely, and I just got a great picture in my head of you just walking around campus with a big old whiteboard, just kind of, you know, recruiting players. Like, hey, this is what's going on. It's like a movie scene almost. I can imagine uh, how much fun that was been. But you mentioned winning games. Your team has gotten off to a 2-0 and start. Uh, what's been the key to the early success for your team? We actually did have a few games um, before the before we won our last couple that didn't go as well as we would have hoped. But, um, you know, the I have a great group of girls, and they really have come together. They support each other. They work hard for us. They give us everything that they have. Um, and, you know, those are things that are harder to coach. You know, you either have heart or you don't for the yeah. most part. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if a girl shows up who's willing to learn and willing to work, you know, you're, you're going to turn them into something um, eventually if, if as a coach you're able to do your job. So they've they've trusted us, trusted the process. Um, and, you know, we went from losing our first two games by 50 points to mm. winning uh, three out of our last four, winning two of those tournament games um, that you guys saw. And, uh you know, we're really proud of the growth that we've made in a short period of time. Yeah, and in that tournament, the two wins that you got in the tournament, you didn't allow any points. How, how big was that, and, and, and what kind of led into that that defensive, uh, I guess, pressure or, or consistency and, and, and really good defense that your team was able to play? Yeah, uh, so as you mentioned, uh, we, we, we put up a goose egg defensively both of those games, which, you know, it's hard, hard to lose a game if the other team doesn't score. <laughs> right. But uh, our, our defensive coordinator's done a great job. Um, the girls, you know, again, as they still figure out the football part, offensively is a little bit slower to, to get where it needs to go. But defensively, they fly around, they play hard, they don't let anybody, you know, get in their way. And obviously, um, the results have shown, you know, where we gave up 50 points, 40 points, 30 points, and now all of our games were given up 0, 6, nice. 12. Um, so they're really come a long way defensively, um, and that's really the, the backbone of our team right now. 
Yeah, that's what you want to look for, too. You want to look for that improvement. Again, we're talking right now with Coach William Brownwell here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Coach is the recipient of the Tom Flores High School Football Coach of the Week Award. And, Coach, you you mentioned Jasmine White. You singled her out as the player of the week, had a pick six. She also had another score, made some defensive stops. How good of a player, how how special of a player has Jasmine been? Uh, Jasmine's been great. Um, She came out the tryouts. I didn't really know much about her. And funny story about her, every time the ball came her direction, the first day or two that she showed up, she would squeal. (laughs) <laughs> like she was afraid um but you you watch her now and you would you, it doesn't even look like the same kid um she's out there she's she's super aggressive getting after it um she's not afraid of anything she's one of the smallest girls out there but she certainly doesn't let that stop her um and she actually just come back from a concussion um for our tournament and started off i want to say um second quarter maybe with a pick six to get us on the board and then later in the game, had another rushing touchdown, had a bunch of tackles in, in both of our tournament games to, to preserve those shutouts that you mentioned. Um, and, you know, probably the key piece for us getting those first two wins of the year. I like it. I like it a lot. Shout out to Jasmine for uh, being a heck of a little player there for your team. What does it mean to you, coach? I mean, to be a coach of young people, you're also a counselor there at the school, which is basically a coach as well. I mean, it's almost the same kind of role. I mean, you're, you're, you're leading and you're teaching and you're, you're coaching and, and mentoring and being a friend to young people. What does that mean to you? It means a lot. Um, you know, I'm blessed in life that I have actually a few businesses and things like that. So I teach um, because I like to teach. Mm -hmm. I've had people say like, Hey, why don't you go do some of those other things full time? And I'm like, I like it. This is what makes me feel good. You know, I'm not looking at the clock. I'm, you know, following up with students to say, Hey, what happened, you know, today? Hey, how are we doing here? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, making those connections and, you know, hopefully lifelong connections. Cause when it's high school kids, you know, you can talk to them at a, at a deeper or personal level, which I value and appreciate. And like you said, doing the, the counseling position, it's basically life coaching instead of sports coaching. So um, watching kids grow, you know, it's hard to not feel good and feel like you're doing, you know, a part of something bigger than yourself, I right. guess. Yeah. So, no, um, yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah, no, that's 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 a big deal, coach, and that's why I, I love to talk to high school coaches because I mean you're helping young you know young people, you're shaping them to go out into society and into our communities, and that is so important. And so when you know you see either young people come back to you and say, "Hey, thanks for that talk," or "Thanks for being my coach," or "Thanks for being my counselor," I mean that's got to that's got to tug at the heartstrings. No, absolutely. Like I said, I already have lots of kids where you give out your number to, you're like, listen, if you need me, you call me. And mm-hmm. they do sometimes. I'll come back and say, hey, thanks. I remember you. Thanks for being there when I needed you. And, you know, you don't do it for the recognition, but right. the recognition does remind you, you know, kind of how important you are in somebody's life. And sometimes you don't even realize, you know, a little thing that you did that you didn't think anything of, how much it might have meant to a kid in, you know, a time of need. Yeah, no, that's special, man. It really is. Again, we're talking with Coach William Brownwell here on Raider Nation Radio 920. So to be named the Tom Flores High School Football Coach of the Week, uh, what did that mean to you? Well, first, it was a surprise. I got I got the uh, the email, and at first I was like, is this spam? I was like, what is this? <laughs> um, and then I, I read through there, and I was like, I'm pretty sure this is legit. So, uh, yeah, I, call, I called you guys back, and you guys gave me some info. And you know, so first off, I was you know kind of flabbergasted that you guys even knew we existed. Um, so I appreciate you guys kind of having your fingers on the pulse of uh, high school football out here in Vegas and, and supporting us, not just our school, but all the schools in the Valley and, and what we do and what we're trying to accomplish. So um, thank you guys for, for doing that, of course. Um, yeah, it was exciting. Um, you know, I know we were very excited about our first couple wins. We knew that it could be a tough year. We don't have any seniors at our school yet until next year. So I have all 10th and 11th graders playing against varsity teams our first mm-hmm. year in existence. So we knew, you know, there'd be some challenges and getting these 
last few wins the last couple of weeks have been great and then getting the uh, recognition and the support from you guys is icing on the cake you know and i wanted to ask you about that because you know the raiders could easily be here in the area and play at allegiance stadium and, and that's what they do and have the facility in henderson and that's what they do but to be focused in on the community on high school football and high school athletics in general just to be not only players in the community but actually be in the community how important is that I think the community presence is huge. You know, you go around and when you, again, you feel like you're a part of something bigger outside of your little circle and you realize how it all intertwines um, and knowing that there's people out there who do care about you. Um, I don't know if you're aware of this or not. We're a Title I school, which means um, we're 100% free and reduced lunch. So, okay. you know, we we have some struggles sometimes with yeah. making sure we can get our kids everything that they need. Um, you know, some families are in positions where they can provide that for their students and some families need us to help them. So, um, getting community support from different sponsors and spe- specifically sports wise, you know, organizations like the Raiders is fantastic. Um, and I hope the people in the community appreciate just all that they do, because I don't know that, it, you know, the casual fan might realize the presence that the Raiders have in the football community. That's awesome. It really is. It's great to hear as well. And glad to know that there's, you know, the, a helping hand in the community. Again, uh, the young people are our future, right? I mean, that's exactly, uh, that's the truth of the matter. And so it's just good to know that there is a focus in on the youth here in our community. Well, coach, as we wrap this up, what's next, what's next for the team? Uh, you guys got some games coming up to, to focus in on what's coming up next. Yeah, um, we got uh, two games this week coming up that we're excited about um, playing one of the teams that we played in the tournament. So we'll see how that goes when everyone gets this. That'll be the first time we're playing a team for the second time. So I'm interested to see how that goes. Um, But, uh, yeah, we got, uh, I think, 10 more games over the next month. So they come pretty fast. And then, uh, you know, after that, building towards the future and really trying to get a program that can, uh, you know, get some notice in town um, and hopefully do something next year when we're playoff eligible. Absolutely. And, and hey, I mean, it's only the first day back from school or from school break or winter break. So I'm sure it's a very busy day around the campus as well. So, you know, uh, that's it's always different when you're coming back from break. So, Coach, thanks so much again for your time. Congratulations to you and your team. But uh, congratulations on being named the Tom Flores High School Football Coach of the, the Week. Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate that and uh, look forward to uh, talking with you guys again. There he is, Coach William Brownwell, Mater Academy East, Tom Flores High School Football Coach of the Week Award recipient. Girls Flag Football is what we're talking about, and new program there at Mater Academy East. When we come back, I promise, I've said it 13 times, we're going to do it this time for sure. Deron Harmon, Vinny Bonsignor, one-on-one in the Raiders locker room Sunday following the game. You'll hear it next on Raider Nation Radio 920. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. On Raider Nation Radio. Had Jay sent us a tweet, said, man, seeing that last night brought a whole new reality. I'm always like what I'm going to do for eight months without the Raiders, arguing over D.C. daily. Last night, just a serious reminder how life could change in an instant. I have a son who plays sports in a family that's way bigger than football. You got to cherish every moment praying for DeMar. That's from Jay on Twitter, and uh, I agree 100%. And you know, it's it, again, things like that, we hate to see it, but when we do, it's like a harsh reality of what really matters and what, in the grand scheme of things, really don't matter as much. So uh, thank you so much for that tweet. We do appreciate you. I uh, got a couple sound bites from different lock, or from locker rooms, uh, locker room action that we had on Sunday. Uh, first off, Vinny Bonsignor with Deron Harmon. There's a little one-on-one action. I thought this was some good stuff. Uh, so here's Vinny and Deron uh, following the game on Sunday. You know, this is another game. I think he has been in 10 games this year of one-score games. Not to belabor that point or anything like that, but 
you know, you're a veteran and you know um, just the importance of taking care of business and the little things to win games like this. Yeah. And what's the overall message of that for this year? For these uh, can't win a team for losing. Right. You know, I mean that's, that's you know generic as that is. That's, that's what it is. You, know, you just you got to do all the little things right at the end of the game because the little things turn into big things. So. I think, you know, we're getting better in some areas, you know. I mean, that's probably the hottest team in the NFC. Yeah. And, you know, obviously we know. Like, we can play with anybody. Right. <laughs> we do it each and every week. Right. But we have to just find ways to, to, to finish at the end. And, you know, I mean, they just they make more plays than, than, right. uh, than, we, than we made at the end. So hats off to them. Um, As a veteran, also, um, I think you probably understand, like, the importance of being connected, especially in key moments. And sometimes that takes time. Yeah. Sometimes that takes, you know, uh, maybe even more than a year, let's yeah. say. You know what I'm saying? For sure. For sure it does. You know, I mean, there's, you know, there's no great, you know, organization that just, you know, kind of just did it in a year. You know, like you said, it took time. It takes building. It takes trust. It takes, you know, repetition. Repetition over and over. It takes games, you know. And, you know, uh, it's going to take some time, but man, the thing that I'm just, you know, proud of is just the way we fought, man. We had, we had cats out there today that... <laughs> Showed up on Monday. You know what I mean? And, you know, we, they just fought, man. Was right. it perfect? No, but, I mean, we fought. We had a chance, but um, eventually, at one point, man, these, these close games... Uh, they'll be winning for right. From a defensive standpoint, when you look at Jared and the offense, um, you know, everyone gets their opportunity. You got your opportunity at some point in this league, right? For sure. And he had a big opportunity yeah, today. How did you feel about how he responded he to that? He made the most of it. He gave our energy team today. The way he played, how tough he played, um, the leadership that he brought to, and, and guys really rallied around him. Right. Um, He's going to be hard on himself, obviously, obviously because, you know, a couple of players. But I'll tell you what, man, the energy and the passion that he played with, I'll take that any day. Jerron Harmon with Vinny Bonsignor in the Raiders locker room following the loss 37-34 in overtime to the 49ers on Sunday. And, you know, Lincoln brought it up when he joined the show earlier today talking about, you know, uh, all the, the effort that he saw from the Raiders and that he was pleasantly surprised and didn't know what to expect but saw those guys all go out there and compete at the highest level. And they did. You know, they competed their backsides off. Now, obviously, it didn't result in a win, but they did give everything – that they had, and I didn't know what to expect either. I didn't know what kind of energy Jared Stidham was going to provide. I didn't know, you know, how the the guys were going to go out there and perform, uh, and they had a chance to win. You know, very easily could have won that game, and I know we said that more times than not this year, uh, but that's the reality of it. So Deron Harmon is the guy the Raiders brought in. He's a guy very familiar with Josh McDaniels and company. Uh, he knows what they're all about, so – is he going to be a guy that's going to be around uh, for a, another year or two? I mean, who knows? But, you know, he, he's been – I thought he's been really good and, and helpful and, and been a good leader in that Raider locker room. like to see a, a few more plays made uh, from him. But he's, he's, he's out there, and I thought he's done a pretty good job throughout the course of the year. Uh, we got another, another locker room sound that, uh, that my man DeMond is insisting that we can uh, definitely go ahead and play. He said, Q, we got enough time. Let's go ahead and do it. So let's do it. Uh, Josh Jacobs, he was very – um, very vocal following the loss of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, he didn't have a 100-yard game on Sunday against the 49ers, but that's the number one defense in the league. Uh, still had over 60 yards and uh, thought he did a, a pretty good job, and he was banged up and in and out of the game. But here was Josh Jacobs following the game. What are you feeling right now, Josh? 
Say what? What are you feeling right now? I don't really have no feelings. It's been frustrating. This team can, can always seem to get that close, but just can't seem to close the deal. Uh, I mean, not today. I feel like uh, you know, with everything that happened this week, you know, uh, coming in with a lot of you know uncertainty on how this game was going to be played. Um, you know, obviously we want to win, but yeah. How do you think Jarrett did in terms of? Oh, he balled. Out? He balled, man. I mean, he was calm and collected in the huddle. He was, you know, talking to the guys. You know. Um, I mean, you couldn't tell that, you know what I'm saying? He was a backup for real, so he balled. He did his thing. Did that surprise you at all? No, n not at all. I mean, uh, I kind of seen, you know, flashes in preseason uh, of what he was capable of. I mean, but obviously, you know, that's that's one of the best defense, if not the best defense in the league. So for him to go out there and do what he did, I mean, I just I feel like that's 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 speaking to his campaign, as you know, as the guy. So you speaking basically a lot to do with what the offense is doing naturally and maybe yourself. Did you have any goals coming into this game, what you wanted to accomplish? Nah, man. I mean, I just want to play hard, play physical. You know, um, every time I came, came in the game or, uh, you know, had a chance to impact the game, I just wanted to, you know, do what I could. You guys have long said, Josh, there's no such things as moral victories, but coming out of this is a different vibe, a different feel. How would you describe what you guys were able to pull off there today? I mean, it's definitely special, um, you know, like I said, still coming in and throwing for 300 plus. I mean, you know, the offense is blocking pretty good. Um, you know, we ran the ball pretty good, um, you know, so, I mean, that's a testament to that. Uh, the only thing on my mind really is, you know, spending this last week with these guys, you know, you know, the locker room going to look a lot different next year. You don't know, you don't know who's coming back and, you know, who, who's done with football and, and whatnot. So I'm just trying to enjoy this time. Winston and mobility-wise, you know, how did you kind of see that maybe open things up for him and oh, yeah. his offense? I mean, yeah, man, it make it make the defense respect and honor him, man. You can, you know, what I'm saying you can't drop everybody back. You gotta be aware where he where he is at all times, and uh, you know, he he helps the offensive line now because you know he don't take some sacks because he can he can move. So, I mean, that's just a testament to him, man. Shout out to him for being ready. I know he's uh, been in this offense for for a few years, so um, he played good, man. He look, he looked like he he was supposed to. I mean, he looked like a vet. How'd you see the Niners try to adjust that in the second half? Uh, I mean, to me, I don't, I don't feel like it was too many adjustments. When I was on the field, I feel like everything we was doing, uh, you know, we, we could have done and, and, and could have kept doing. So, Going against a defense like this, uh, you might approach the game like you have something to prove against guys like this. You feel like you, you came out there and proved something against these guys? Uh, I mean, my bad. Uh, I, I, I think, you know, for us, you know, in our offense and with, with everything, like I said, that's been going on and, with all the uncertainty and, you know, who's going to be this. And, you know, they defense in front being the best in football. And, uh, you know, they being the best, you know, run defense and, and things like that. I think we, we did what we were supposed to. I mean, uh, guys came out there and ball. I mean, we had over 400 total yards of offense. So, you just got to pull it out. As leader of the squad, how you go know, and to keep that intensity, set the tone? Yeah, man, I mean, uh, I, mean it, I think it'll be easy this week just because, you know, like I said, it's the last week we got together, you know. And, There's the Chiefs. Yeah, I mean, and it's against the Chiefs, but it's also like, you know, we're not going to play football again until August. So, you know, uh, just yeah, just take it, it and, yeah, leave it all. It's, we have nothing to lose, you know what I'm saying? Just take it and, and leave it all on the field. So. You got banged up a couple times in there. Like, yeah. There, you said this week there's no way you're coming out no matter what. So. Yeah, man, I got, I got up on the first play of the game. First play of the game. So that's just kind of how football goes sometimes, you know. But like I, like I tell these guys, I wouldn't be able to look them in the eye if I know that I could play or, or give everything I had and, and I don't do it. And that's just the type of person I am uh, and that's just the type of respect that I have for them. So uh, I lay it out there every time every time I can. How you feeling now? 
gonna be a long night. <laughs> yeah, for sure. What, what, what was it that? Uh, oblique, oblique first play. Yeah. So after today's game, how do you guys, how are you guys mentally and physically preparing for next week's game against the Chiefs? And what do you guys plan to change? I feel like we just gonna prepare like we do every week. You know, I, I feel like we prepare good um, for the most part. Um, you know, we come out and, and we work. It ain't it ain't guys where there's a win or a loss. Guys come in and they work and they put in the effort. So that's just a testament to them. Um, but I mean, it's gonna be an interesting week. Like you said, we playing the Chiefs, obviously one of the one of the best teams in football uh, overall. And um, so hopefully we can we we can finish it off the right way. There's uh, Josh Jacobs right there in the Raiders locker room following the game, and you heard what he said. Uh, got one week to be with these guys, and that's the harsh reality of it. I mean, it's it's now Tuesday. Right, it's almost Wednesday. These guys have a couple days together, and then Saturday the game, and then Sunday most likely will probably be what exit interviews. Maybe Monday at the latest if they push it off till the beginning of the week. But that's it, right? That's a wrap. I mean, that's that's just kind of wild to think about. So uh, kind of puts everything in perspective, and kind of with the theme of the show today, it also puts everything in perspective. Before we get wrapped up, I wanted to pass along this tweet from Cameron Wolf from NFL Network. Said, I just spoke with Dorian Glenn, DeMar Hamlin's uncle, who said his nephew is on a ventilator, but he's improved to 50% oxygen needed after being at 100%. He's still sedated, but main focus is recovering to breathe on his own and healing his lugs. That's from Cameron Wolf at, uh, on NFL Network, who is uh, out there at Cincinnati right now in the hospital or at the hospital that DeMar Hamlin is in. So there it is. That's all we got for today's show. Make sure you tune into the morning tailgate tomorrow a.m. Tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. with Clay Baker, Vinny Boston, you're on Heidi Fang. Have a good night.